Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Recording, everybody. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where together we'll uncover what we can learn about modern dating, love, and relationships from popular television. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And today we have a very special, special guest. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this one. Someone very. we've long watched and admired for years. She's a fellow mm-hmm. Black woman creator, uh, podcaster, has a very dedicated, loyal community and mission. That mm-hmm. is Brooke DeVard. She is the creator and host of the Naked Beauty Podcast, a platform and community to discuss beauty, self-care, and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, you've you put me on to Brooke, I remember. A yeah, I've years been ago. listening to Brooke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have. I have. Probably since she started. Wow. I want to say since like 2018. Yeah. Something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. In a minute. Yeah. So Brooke, mm-hmm. in starting her podcast, she asked, you know, what would it look like to bring together the woman she admired, woman with influence and ambition and creativity and have honest conversations about beauty and self-care? Um, mm-hmm. She's interviewed some really impressive people. So many founders. I think that's yeah. the most impressive of her interviews mm. are her f- the founders of beauty brands. She just interviewed like the CEO of Kiehl's the other day. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. It's, her access is mm-hmm. really impressive and really uh, aspirational to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, just having her have these conversations with people and just seeing a black woman do it is just exciting, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. So um, Brooke, she's a content creator. She's definitely one of my favorite uh follows on instagram mm-hmm. she has mm-hmm. the cutest little son the cutest baby mommy so cute her family's beautiful she's always globe trotting looking absolutely mm-hmm. fab also, fabulous husband too fabulous great husband, husband. so great. nice yeah, the yeah. so beautiful yeah um and yeah, she always looks amazing and then is also telling me like what to do with my skin. So I feel like <laughs> she's like teaching me something as well. I'm not just watching her live. Like I'm actually like learning yeah. something too. Yeah. Um, you can also check out her wedding spread. Y'all know I love weddings. Her <laughs> wedding spread is in motherfucking Vogue from like <laughs> many years ago. So definitely mm-hmm. check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she's worked. Uh, she had a long career in fashion, social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, she used to work at Instagram for many years. Ralph Lauren, Viacom. She's definitely a... Um, like social media aficionado. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think when you watch her content, 
it makes sense. Like she knows what she's doing and she knows mm-hmm. how to like really nurture her audience and her mm-hmm. community, um, mm-hmm. which I respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we're excited for this interview. We had a great fun chat with her. We start off talking about Roni, Real Housewives of yep. New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooke was almost cast as a housewife, guys. Almost. Yep. She yep. did some interviews with Bravo mm-hmm. and the production company. Mm-hmm. So she gave mm-hmm. us a little intel on what that process was like. Yep. Um, and then we talk relationships, love, dating. You know, she's a wife. She's a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, all things beauty, skincare as well and exclusively on patreon we do a fun mm-hmm. little deep dive with brooke into her prep for the renaissance concert yes you guys want to check this out if you're going this month to yes. see beyonce yes she did a full a to z on her instagram and definitely mm-hmm. gave some more intel behind the scenes on her um during the interview as to her mm-hmm. her outfit her kind of like approach to putting together a renaissance outfit for like mm-hmm. functionality and comfort but also style <laughs> yes. yes um talk a little bit of beauty prep and just um yeah for those of us still going we still got a couple more shows left. Still got, yep. There's plenty of time plenty to of go time. see her. Yeah, yep. she fully mm-hmm. gave me my whole idea for what I'm about to do with my because I've been lost and I'm literally about to just take what she just said to do. And do it. <laughs> so check that out on Patreon, y'all. Oh my um, god! Shout out to the Rose Garden, our Patreon Love community. You. Love you guys. Um, check mm-hmm. out the bonus with Brooke on Patreon, as well as Ultimatum episodes five through eight recap is dropping this week. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, if you want to listen to any of our episodes ad free, if you want to watch us on video, if you want to see us mm-hmm. chatting with Brooke on video, um, or just unlock any more additional episodes, head to Patreon.com/slash Two Black Girls One Rose. Join the mm-hmm. Rose Garden, our beautiful community. You can also try out a membership with a seven day free trial get a full week of content mm-hmm. and all this good stuff so check out our patreon um rate review subscribe look for us on instagram share us in your story mm-hmm. all that good stuff um and yeah let's dive into our interview with brooke yeah let's do it all right guys it's such a pleasure to welcome to the show the creator and host of the naked beauty podcast Brooke DeVard Ozindenly. Ozindenly or Brooke DeVard. Ozindenly. That's fine. Ozindenly, but Brooke DeVard is fine as well. Okay, good. Okay. (laughs) Happy to have you here, Brooke. This is. Yes, um, welcome, Brooke. Yeah, a long time coming. We're excited to have you here for Mm -hmm. our our listeners. Um, I, I could not be more excited. I have been studying in anticipation (laughs) of this conversation (laughs) and I'm like new to the whole reality TV housewives thing. So like, I'm very Mm -hmm. excited to get into it with you all. Okay, good. Nice. We're going to go. We're going to talk about it all. So yes, let's jump into Roni, Real Houses of New York. Mm -hmm. Brooke, you have always been in our lineup of women we wanted to see personally recast on this reboot. Um, mm-hmm. And we know the production team reached out to you, interviewed you for the show. When did yes. they reach mm-hmm. out? How did they get wind of you? Great question. I also have that same question. Why me? <laughs> how did you even? How did you even hear about me? Like, why? Like, why am I even on your radar? Um, they said Andy requested you, and I'm like, Andy, who? Andy Cohen. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, he follows you. And I checked and he was following me. And I was like, that is so strange that he was following me. And you know, what's so Mm. interesting. 
I actually like Andy Cohen as a person. I don't, I don't, I'm not deep in the housewives universe, but just from mm-hmm. what I've seen, right. I think it's very interesting that an executive who essentially like turned the network around and introduced all these franchises, yeah. but then could also be in front of the camera. Cause every, you know, I mm-hmm. used to work at Viacom. Mm-hmm. I've worked mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry or even when I worked at tech and at Instagram, I've always been this kind of like, like I can do the meetings and the analytics and the behind the scenes stuff, but I can also do on-camera stuff if needed. So I always just thought Andy Cohen was an interesting person. So mm-hmm. I was like kind of flattered by that. I could admit that like, oh, that's flattering. Mm-hmm. Andy, Andy mm-hmm. wanted to be. So I said, okay, let me, let me just do, have a few conversations and see what this is all about. So that's mm-hmm. when they described, mm-hmm. okay, this is, this is a reboot. This is, and what, when was it? That is such a good question. Gosh, this must yeah, have been like the reboot. It was a while a ago. A long, like yeah, it was. It was maybe a, a year ago, like last January, February, twenty twenty two. Yeah, some okay. sometime okay. there. But it's basically when they announced okay. all new people, all new cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. and they had a really compelling pitch. You know, they had a very compelling pitch around. Really? It's going to be about real New Yorkers, career women. They were very specific about career women mm-hmm. that are you know juggling a lot and it's going to be very dynamic cast. It's not going to be kind of fighting and socialite stuff. It's going to be about real hardworking women and a dynamic between like real friends. So they were also talking to a few other people that I was friends with to say, okay, could this Mm -hmm. friend group be like the group Mm -hmm. that's on? Mm -hmm. Um, So they were kind of like interviewing various groups at, at once, but Mm -hmm. it was, um, It was, <laughs> I tried to think of the right, the right words to say. Um, and you what? had, you hadn't really watched the show before or like, no, I had, okay. I had not, I had not. Wow. I know they were trying to get you. Well, listen, Ooh. listen, I, it's so interesting because now I've, now I've watched every single episode of Real Housewives of New York. I'm like fully caught up. I, this is, I have never watched every episode of a single season of Housewives wow. because I was just so interested Whoa. in like, okay, is it going to be how they said it was going to be? Right. Yeah. And then you get sucked in. I'm like, oh, I get it now. I get why people get so into these shows. Like I'm like fully mm-hmm. invested. But if I put my producer hat on, I would never cast myself. And I, I think that I would be honestly a terrible fit for reality television. <laughs> really? Why? Why is that? <laughs> well, I think the best reality TV people are a little bit... Um, it's unfiltered and not that I'm super filtered, but it's like, you have to almost have, mm-hmm. um, one, you have to know that you showed up to be a character. Like you're playing a part. You're not, it's not, yeah. mm-hmm. it's not, you're not relaxed and low key and that's not going to make for interesting TV. So I would either be, if I, even, even if I was cast, it, I would be the person that people are tweeting and saying like, she is so boring. Like every time she's on screen, I'm <laughs> fast forwarding because you know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. give you that like Nene leaks that like mm. even Ramona, like so delusional, you know, like there are people mm-hmm. that are made for reality TV because they're so entertaining. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I would be great behind the scenes. Like I would, yeah. I would love to work with the franchise on, you know, interesting strategies or storylines, but I don't think, I don't think I would be good on screen okay. housewife material. 
Okay. Mm. Fair enough. You know, maybe for the premise of housewives, maybe. Right. Because mm -hmm. I look at your life on Instagram, on TikTok, and your life is very charming, very interesting, very dynamic. Yeah, but it's do very people want to watch. Do people want to watch charming? You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, so. do we want mess yeah. or do we want charming? Yeah, we want. Yeah. And, and, I, yeah. and I'm including myself in the we like I like when mm -hmm. they were arguing about the cheese board for three episodes. I'm like, can it get juicier oh than God. this? Like, can we so have boring? Yeah, right, can we please. can we get a little bit? Can we up the mess? You know, because that's mm -hmm. what we like right. when we watch these shows. We don't want, mm -hmm. oh, everything's great. Mm -hmm. I've got that's a lot true. of meetings this week. You know, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Can I that's tell true. you, though, who is perfect housewife material? My oh, husband. Tell us. Who? My husband. Oh, my God. Would be a great housewife's really? husband. And the producers loved him. Like, the way they, like, lit up in, like, the interview with him. Like, they were just, like, because <laughs> he just, like, cracks jokes. I mean, he's just. Yeah. He, yeah. he does the most. Um, he would be a great husband on The Housewives. I just would not be good on the show. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we know that you, like, husbands are a part of it. Kids are a part yeah. of it. Yeah. I didn't love that you... either. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're seeing now why you might not have been the fit. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like I imagined him, like, coming home one day and being like, what's the what's Housewives? Like, you know, and then I like have to explain like, oh, I made this decision to like put our family on a reality show when you were like too young to consent to that type of exposure. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're just, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that because mm -hmm. it's it, it is uh, difficult to see, especially the kids who are old enough to talk like up and on mm -hmm. television. That is tough, tough to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. How far did you get in the casting process? Did the did you film anything with anyone? Did you film no. a lunch? No. Oh, okay. no. oh, is that is that like is that the final like? I you know what? It, <laughs> no, no, we don't know. I'd, I'd I'd say that by my like second conversation, and I had to like send in all this. Stuff. It was just like a lot. I was like, I that now I have homework. It was very clear that it wasn't <laughs> going to work. Um, and I also explained mm -hmm. I'm moving to Los Angeles, and mm -hmm. um, okay. So I would say it, it didn't progress past like a second interview that. Yeah. Oh, okay. and, and I also just don't think, yeah, it just wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked out. It wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> are any of your friends who are in that friend group on the show now? They are not. Oh, okay. Okay. They are not. Hmm. They're not. Okay. I think they just hmm. went with this, like, um, the specific group. Are you all watching this season? Do you like it? Are we watching? We are. We're watching every episode. We We're iffy <laughs> on it. I think. Okay. Yeah. Tell me your you thoughts. Know? Yeah. So my biggest gripe, I think Justine agrees, is um, mm -hmm. individually each of the women are interesting, and I would love to get your thoughts on them too. Like, um, Sai, Uba, Aaron, like on their own, interesting individuals. I would watch their lives maybe on like YouTube vlogs or whatever. But together, it doesn't feel like a real friend group. It feels mm. like they were plucked and put together. And that's why they're arguing mm -hmm. over cheese boards because they yes. don't know each other. <laughs> yeah. So they don't know each other's buttons. They don't know. They don't really know anything. They're getting to know each other. You know, right. that's why mm -hmm. they're walking on eggshells and arguing about cheese boards and trying to make that drama. And that right. feels very obvious. Is that so? Yeah. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Is that how season ones of Housewives typically are, can though? Because be, yeah. they're just warming up? N- they can, can be, but not all. The good ones aren't. Mm. Yeah. Like Salt Lake City, where they're cousins and friends. <laughs> where they really, and they've been friends yeah. for 20 years. They really get into it. They know each other's tax returns and all that kind of <laughs> shit. They really get into it, those okay. girls. Mm-hmm. When the stake, the stakes got to be a little higher than like, oh, I know you from around, you know, going to Cipriani's. It's got to it's gotta be. Mm-hmm. I know your husband. And I know his mom, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I see that. But it is a little bit of season one. Like, I think we're trying to, f- they're all trying to figure out their role. I think editing and production is also trying to figure out the stories for each of them. Um, so I'm thinking season two, we'll probably get a little bit more meat mm-hmm. than we are getting right now. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, yeah. let's talk. Let's dive into this current cast, this current season. I know you've done your homework mm-hmm. a little bit. Yes. Um, <laughs> Let's do, mm-hmm. let's just do like rapid fire thoughts on each of the women. Okay. I'm sure maybe you've crossed paths with some of these women. If you have any like impressions or intel, uh, but yeah, rapid fire. We'll just go through each of them. Um, mm-hmm. Sai, Scout in the City. Yes, Sai. I mean, representing for an entirely new job that I feel like we don't see represented on television yeah. often, mm-hmm. like right, being a yeah. full time mm-hmm content creator influencer yeah. like I loved that scene where she was like sitting with her team you know because I'm mm-hmm. you know I'm a content creator as well as, as you all are both content creators mm-hmm. and it was for mm-hmm. me inspiring and aspirational to see like okay you have two full-time employees that are helping you they're marking okay you're shooting this Bobby I'm like I wish someone would print out my deliverables and hand them to me and set up a <laughs> oh camera God, and, no. you know oh like that's, yeah. that's but you know but that's like what shows doing it she's been doing it what for 10 years or something yeah. so long yeah. for so mm-hmm. long when you can get to a point where you actually do have a team and you are being briefed and so I I like seeing the representation of um you know, what it is to be a full-time content creator, fashion influencer on a show. I can't think of it, you know, it's like, there's like Emily in Paris, which is like a very fake version of like what it is to be a social media manager, but we don't often get to see what it's like to Mm -hmm. do this as like a full-time job. So I I like Mm -hmm. seeing that from her. Mm -hmm. That was probably one of my favorite scenes too. I I agree. Mm -hmm. I think everyone kind of has ideas of what an influencer content creator is, but she literally showed us the day to day. Like here are my deliverables. Here's what we got to do. We've got to shoot here's different outfits. It was really cool to see that. Yeah. I want to see more of that. You know, I feel like I'm just just eager to see more of her. Like we're getting like these little snippets like, oh, I grew up there. Like I had a rough upbringing, but we don't really know more. Right. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. they're all they're like all of these hints that there's more to come and that there's more depth there. Mm-hmm. So I hope that we get to see that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, okay. Uba. Yeah. Uba. Okay. I mean, when I saw the poster of the cast, I was just like, Ugh, gag. Like she is just <laughs> stunningly stunning. gorgeous, yeah. stunningly gorgeous. I mean, and she's, she's a model. So mm-hmm. I remember the very first time I saw her, I think she was in like the spring, Bring like 2013 Ralph Lauren collection mm-hmm, ad campaign, mm-hmm. posing yep. in this like beautiful hanger of airplanes with a gold sequin dress and this gold turban. And mm-hmm. um, the I I was working at Ralph Lauren at the time, and um, one of the creative directors who works on women's collection was talking to me about how important it is to find people that can pose with elegance and hold themselves in a way that you know demands respect and. So Uba, mm. like I've known her as a model, as mm-hmm. just this like incredibly ethereal, self-possessed, just gorgeous woman. So 
I was excited to see her on TV. I've seen her also like she's she's friends with um, uh, someone I've talked to a lot on the podcast, Dr. Shireen Idris. And I saw them like on a live together. I think during mm-hmm. COVID just being silly. And I was like, oh, she's got like a fun personality, too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> another person that I want to see more from, like, I feel like we're just getting yeah. like, little bits and mm-hmm. bobs, you know, she's talking about her sauce or her, you know, but like, yeah. let's, yeah. I want to know so much more about like what it's been like, mm-hmm. you know, living here full time. And yeah. I, I just, there's so much more there that I'm eager to see from her. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely for Uba. I feel like she was missing yeah. for like two episodes. <laughs> like we didn't really see much. So- yeah. She's getting a friend of edit. She really is. Yeah. 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 Um, Mm-hmm. Okay, Erin. Oof. I'm excited for this. <laughs> Not oof. Erin. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wait. That's a good start, oof. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in doing my preparation and my research uh, mm-hmm. last, la- like last night for this or last week anyway, someone mm-hmm. was talking, it was on a Reddit Housewives board, which is also, it's own universe in and of itself like wild oh god it is i was like oh my goodness like i i don't even know if i would have done the first interview if i'd known that this existed but the depth they go into Mm -hmm. people's lives it is Mm -hmm. very scary Mm -hmm. it is like they're like they're looking at your like facebook albums from college and it's just it's forensic (laughs) it's like it's yeah i think the housewives fans are like you know, I, I, I'm sure there are studies on that fandom because it's mm-hmm. very deep. Anyway, someone said, it's interesting to me that Bryn and Aaron are both 36, but are at such different points in their lives. Like Aaron is like a mother of three. Mm-hmm. She's been married for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bryn is 36 and is just kind of like figuring it out. And someone commented like, and that's the difference between generational wealth and someone that had to like grow up in poverty <laughs> right yeah. and then yeah which yeah. i was like yeah. that's such a good point right like it's yeah it's mm-hmm. it is interesting seeing two women of the same age living in new york in very different points in their life but right. and i know we'll get to Bryn. i, I love i love Bryn, but aaron strikes me as um i think that she is also kind of finding her voice in terms of what position mm-hmm. she wants to play in the show. And I feel like I've seen, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you all tell me, cause you, this is where you have to educate me. I feel mm-hmm. like some housewives assume the position as like the villain or the instigator as like intentionally, right? Like I'm going to be the one to kind of mm-hmm. like stir the pot or I'm going to be the one to, and do you feel like maybe that's the role that she's taking on of like instigator? Mm. I think, I think she's the most conscious of figuring out the role she wants to play. Mm. I think um, mm-hmm. size kind of show, like the rest of them are kind of just showing up and being them and maybe just kind of like entertaining the drama. I think she's conscious of like trying to make moves for her. I feel like she's making moves. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yes. that's what she's really doing. That's what it feels like to me. And it's because she's conscious of yeah. like, I'm going to be edited or cast or whatever in a certain way. And I want to get control over it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it feels like she's really like when she like stomped over to that tree wreath making thing to like mm-hmm. confront oh everyone about God. talking at, oh but like it felt God. like just such a like I'm gonna go and like tell them off and like yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know I know that they all have each other's phone numbers right so it could have just been like in the group text <laughs> like you know she could have called Bryn and been like hey yep. that wasn't cool what you said to my right. but it, like it feels like she's almost like taking on this role of like I'm going to make this a thing I don't know mm-hmm mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
That's definitely the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she'd rather stand out as a personality than kind of blend in with everybody else. And so yes. Yes. it's good for her to be the villain, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jenna, Miss Jenna Lyons. Oh, I love Jenna Lyons. Love big, Do big, you? big, big Jenna Lyons fan. Big Jenna Lyons okay. fan. Oh. I think. Um, like, even in her awkwardness sometimes on camera, I'm like, this is very relatable. This is how I would be. Like, when I think there was some point where she said something like, the producer said, like, well, why did if, if why did you pass along this information? So I think it was the cackling hags comment or something, but she, they said, like, why mm-hmm. did you do it? And she was like, I don't know. Why did I do that? Like, she almost has these, like, like lapses in judgment where she ends up, like, spreading gossip, but it's not mean-spirited. And mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. fun to watch, I think someone who's so accomplished in their career who doesn't really, you know, quote unquote, need the show, although that can be mm-hmm. debated depending on how you define need. Mm-hmm. Someone who's just so undoubtedly accomplished and and sure of themselves and confident and also the style and, and, and her apartment. Like, I just love mm-hmm. to see her on TV. I think she's like fabulous. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She is you fab. You all aren't Jenna fans. I'm still. It's weird to me that she has no sense of humor. Like that. (laughs) That is weird to me. Yeah, and also she's no sense of humor whatsoever, and I find it strange. Mm Hmm. And I feel part of me feels like she doesn't want to be there. (laughs) Like she knows the platform and that too. she knows what it can do for the many different things that she's working on. As we see her kind of like pushing these different products and things every episode. But part even how she treated this last episode going on the trip, like flying ahead, trying to always kind of do things on her own terms and her own time. I haven't haven't seen this episode. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, she's uncomfortable, but it's like you sign up for a very uncomfortable thing. You just kind of lean into it, but it's like, she's, Mm -hmm. she's unsure. It's like almost someone's strong holding her to be there, but it's like, you're a grown woman. You don't Mm -hmm. have to be here if you're, you know, deeply uncomfortable. So I'm not sure. Maybe maybe that's why I like relate. Cause I'm like, I would be deeply uncomfortable on the show too. (laughs) Like, like, do I have to do this group thing? Like, can I just stay at Like when she would stay at home decorating her tree with her son, I was like, Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. energy because yep. yeah, I don't yeah. want to go to a, like a little fake gathering um, to mm-hmm. film something. Like I'm with my family, you mm-hmm. know. Which mm-hmm. arguably, like mm-hmm. you, you signed up for a show, like you've got it exactly. There's and then you why just, be here? So maybe that ambivalence. Maybe I'm like over relating to that ambivalence and being like, I feel you, girl. <laughs> it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, verdict is out. I think on her. Um, okay, Jessel. Mm-hmm. It's Jessel. Ooh, Jessel. First of all, and I didn't mention this when we talked about Sai. I like Sai's husband a lot, and I like Jessel's husband a lot. Like Pavit Same. and I'm sorry, I don't know mm-hmm. Sai's husband's name. Um, Not sure. But like, I, he, like, the, the girls will be gossiping, and he just comes in with very grounded, sensible, great advice. Yeah. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. something about Poppet that I find to be like very entertaining. Like their dynamic on screen is very funny. I know that like she said that they were really good friends first before mm-hmm. they got married. But um, mm-hmm. I like that whole. I think the other thing that I like about the show is there are things that you go through as a parent that you don't see depicted on television. One of them is the mm. ridiculousness of preschool applications. And oh my mm-hmm. god. And here's the, here's the reason why I'm saying it's ridiculous. I understand from the school's point of view, of course, you have to write an essay about your child. You have to 
I understand why the school needs all of this, but the intensity at which a lot of parents where they're applying to like 15 different preschools, yeah. I mean, that's just, it's I think wild. I applied to like Crazy. four different colleges, maybe six colleges. <laughs> like, you know, that's college. And that's um, college. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also just like, just hearing, hearing, um, Jess will talk about, like, oh, you know, and I, and I know the school that she's talking about, um, cause mm-hmm. I, I used to live right by that school. Like, oh, we could be rubbing shoulders with these people. And I was like, is that why you pick a preschool? Like call, yeah, call me school, call me old fashioned, <laughs> I, I'd be looking at the academics and their approach to early childhood education and, you right. know, things like, that matter. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, not like what 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 the parents do for a living, um, but it's interesting to see that on TV because like you just don't see that you don't see people talking about mm-hmm. okay the the preschool admissions process. Um, she is, I don't know if she, is she playing a character when she kind of acts like a little bit clueless, or do you think that's really how she is? I feel like it's a little bit of both. Jessel's one of my favorites yeah. of all time. Like she's about to go on my like Mount Rushmore. I love. I Jessel. think she she's kind of like made what? for reality TV, <laughs> yeah. right? She's made for reality TV. Yep. She's entertaining. No, all week, everybody was saying, "Well, it's that up and coming neighborhood, Tribeca." Right, 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 right. Like Which she is creating those moments on yeah. Housewives that are hysterical and funny and create that kind of like subculture of housewives that I love about it and love being a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I there's, feel so it's, different. It's, <laughs> really? <laughs> but, 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 okay. I, I want to so hear why you feel different, but I think Justine, one of the things that you're touching on is like this intangible quality around like what makes someone interesting. It doesn't mean that you're likable on right? TV, right? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, mean that you're right. likable. Like, Oh, I'd want to hang out with you in real life, but there's something Yes. And I don't know what the right adjectives are that make people interesting to watch. And I feel like she has it, mm-hmm. but I don't know what yep. the it is. Okay, but Natasha, mm-hmm. I want to hear yep. why you don't like her. Or why you don't like I, her persona like on TV. Her, yeah. I, I, I said, I think last episode when we talked about Jessel, like I would love to watch her individually. Her, her husband, I find their dynamic interesting to watch. The kids, these two little rugrats running around, driving them crazy. <laughs> like, for right. children, her, mom. Like, her mom, like, very interesting. Mom, yeah. But when she's with the group, she feels like a try-hard to me. I feel like she's trying. I don't want to feel you cool. trying to be a housewife. I don't want to feel you trying to be Jenna mm-hmm. Lyon's best friends. Like, I feel like an yeah. effort from her that, you know, Bryn, for instance, is like, to me, a bit effortless like she's mm. you know she's kind of yeah. whacking unfiltered in a way but I think that's also just her like I don't think she's trying to be a housewife when she says some crazy sure. shit but Jessel I feel like it's 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 just effort and she's trying and I that makes me not like her so well mm-hmm. have, you, have you ever had someone try really hard to be your friend and then you end up being friends with the person and it's a good friendship um yeah yeah definitely but yeah. um I think she is I think she is yeah. trying you know, and we see the effort, but it's yeah. like, okay, you're trying, you know, I also yeah. feel like PR, PR in and of itself is, an, PR is a, yep. it's, right. it's a mm-hmm. ass kissing, excuse my language industry, yep. right? Like that is your, mm-hmm. your job is to suck up to, to know who's who, to know who's where on the social ladder and to reach and strive for that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the fact that she is in PR, like lends itself to that obsequiousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her being in PR, I could definitely see that 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, last but not least, Bryn. We talked a little bit about her, but thoughts on Bryn? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
um, a Meghan Markle situation where you like learn, you're like, oh, even though I feel like I could tell mm-hmm. that she wasn't. I think all black people watching knew. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> right? she's not yeah. white. No. Um, yeah, yeah. But she's someone that I had zero awareness. Like her and Aaron are two people that I had never even heard of or like I, just zero mm. awareness of who they were. Um, and I feel like she's just so she's just having fun. She she's almost playing to mm-hmm. me like Samantha Jones, Sex in the City archetype. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel that she's having fun as she's filming, as she's recording. Mm-hmm. She's performing and she's like she knows what she's there to do. She knows she's aware that she's yep. on a reality TV show and she is there mm-hmm. to entertain even her Definitely. like confessionals. And I just I think she's doing a great job. Yeah. Big burn friend as well. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, just you want to jump. Okay. Go ahead. So let's segue into dating and relationships because we have been watching and listening to you, Brooke, for a really long time. Thank you. So we can <laughs> so I know we can remember a lot of your like dating tips and stuff that you used to give. Amazing. Yes. Can we also just do the 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 quickest and shortest plug for naked beauty because I, you know, I haven't done a lot of podcasts. I love your pod. I love what, I love what you all are doing. Um, because you have deep discussion about things that seem maybe from the surface superficial. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I really Mm -hmm. relate to that Mm -hmm. beauty as a topic, Mm -hmm. right? Like people that haven't listened to naked beauty will be like, Oh, you like you host a beauty podcast. And yes, it's true. I host a beauty podcast, but I feel like Mm -hmm. the topics discussed and the depth that I'm able to reach with my guests goes so much you know, for like, I love a, I love a, what's your favorite lip gloss? You know, (laughs) I love a beauty Mm -hmm, tip, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I feel like you're really getting at the heart of who are people taking beauty cues from? What did they learn about beauty growing up? What Mm -hmm. is their culture dictated about beauty? How are they reevaluating social norms about what it is to be young and beautiful? And, you know, how do I self-express? How do I self-present? All of these questions that I think a lot of us cycle through as we come into ourselves are things that I really like to tackle mm-hmm. with naked beauty. So I'm, I'm just, I'm like here for the podcasts that are like going deep on things that feel seemingly maybe surface level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. And also I think that a lot of that criticism I think is steeped in patriarchy mm. I would think, because nobody says that about men who have sports podcasts. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know? sure. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but we talk a lot about modern dating and relationships here. Um, and you are a mom, a wife, a sister, a daughter. You have a lot of different roles. And so as you've attained all these different roles and job titles and statuses, how do you feel like your relationships and friendships have been impacted? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social media. 
just the over accessibility these devices create this addiction to instagram Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me it's been really stressed me out i'm not even gonna lie Mm. i mean that makes sense content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace we carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help, from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E lp.com slash 2bg1r and how do you maintain them with all these new jobs that you have listed Mm, yeah such a good question i'd say friendships in terms of building new friendships have suffered the most Hmm. um in that like i love the idea of like getting a coffee with the new person like connect you know especially when you Mm -hmm. move to a new city Um, Mm -hmm. I do push myself to like go to events, even if I have to go alone, but I just am in a place in my life where I don't have time for like the fun rooftop drinks or like the coffee or the, Oh, let's grab lunch. Or like, Oh, let's grab dinner when I'm in town. Um, which is sad, which is sad, but Mm -hmm. you know, you can't do everything all at once. I feel like we have eras in our life that are like we're little social butterflies and we're meeting people and we're mm-hmm. going to new things and, Oh, let's go to this gallery opening and let's go to this concert. And I'm, I'm like a kind of like, I live and die by my calendar. And unless it's like scheduled well in advance, like I, I don't have this impromptu jump into plans, um, easiness right now, mm-hmm. currently in my mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. which is hard because I love that stuff, but I'm just doing, doing a lot. Um, and then my like mm-hmm. three best friends, pretty much like since childhood and then my like two college roommates like they all live within 20 minutes of me here in LA so oh wow that's pretty incredible that's awesome that's pretty incredible and like we all kind of like moved within the last like year to where we live now so it's like okay yeah so it's nice to be able to hang out with like my actual so and I and you all have that's a blessing wow you you know how it is when you have like your long-term friend like like decades Mm -hmm. plus friendships you, you're like, if I have free time, I want to hang out with them. Like, I don't want to, yes. no offense yep. to like new people, but you're like, yeah. I could be hanging out with like my real friends, my people. you know? Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, but then again, then you don't invite, you know, you could new be, your, your new best friend could be out there, but if you don't make time for them, then it's hard. So I'd say mm-hmm. that that's something that I struggle with. Um, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, it's hard. It's hard to juggle being a parent showing up as a great wife. You know, sometimes I push mm-hmm. myself too hard. I'd say, I'll say like, I'm going to cook dinner like three times this week and like by the second night I'm like oh my gosh 
I can't cook. Like, I'm just, let's just order. Like, I can't do it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the juggling act. And yeah, I agree. Like, making... I'm an introvert and I'm, I like to keep my circle tight and, and, uh, I don't know. I'm very much like no new friends, not no offense to other people. <laughs> I know there's probably great people out there, but just like from a time perspective and just wanting to be with my people and just spend time with the little bit of time I have with my people. I, I totally hear you on that. And I can only imagine being a mother, like how that mm-hmm. even makes it more yeah. compounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that the trap that I'm trying to get out of lately is, how do I recognize that the to-do list will never get done? Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, cause mm-hmm. you re- like, I, 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 I think I know it philosophically, but I don't like feel it in my bones. So when I have free time, <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, well I could do this and I could do that. And I, you know, I should launch my Patreon. <laughs> I should start a <laughs> newsletter. You know, it's like, I think of, oh, I should be doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. I should go to the tailor. I should get my shoes fixed. I should mm-hmm. order this mm-hmm. cabinet filing. You know, it's like, there's always so much that you could be doing, but yeah. life is not about hacking away at your to-do list and being this like efficiency junkie. Like that's not why we're here. Mm-hmm. So I have mm-hmm. to like remind myself that constantly because yeah, like there's just, I don't, I don't know a single adult that's like everything on my to-do list is done. No, Mm-mm. especially living in a city where there's a thousand million gajillion people there mm-hmm. in your way of that to-do list. Mm-hmm. Right. Otherwise, you're just a hamster on a wheel because like you said, it'll never end. Mm-hmm. Right. So even if you think that you're doing your best and you're making moves, <laughs> you're really not. Really, you're just like a slave to this to-do list. Yes, like, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. so well put. Yeah. So well put. You're just, you just become a slave to the to, to the to-do list. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. Okay, so we, again, talk a lot about modern dating. Justine and I are in relationships. You're married as well. We have a lot of women in our community who are movers and shakers, super busybody, and one of the things they're also trying to fit in is dating. Um, We've heard you speak on your show a few times. I think we listened to you on an episode from way back when, when... Uh, we met you at Acme where you talked about the no, rules. Acme, yeah. yeah. Yes. The book, the rules for those who don't know the rules, time tested secrets for capturing the heart of Mr. Right. It's a self-help book published in 1995. The book suggests different rules that women could follow in order to attract and marry a man of her dreams. Um, really encouraging women to not aggressively pursue men, but rather encourage men to pursue them, be easy to be with, but hard to get, um, you know, <laughs> People have a lot of different opinions on this book. Um, yeah. and I know it's something that you've talked about a bit in the past as well. Um, do you think uh, the rules can still be applied in modern dating? Have your thoughts on the rules changed? Are there any other resources you think women should be looking to now in 2023 to figure out how to navigate dating? What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, of course, the book is antiquated. It was written in 1995, Mm -hmm. but I think that there's so much about the book that applies today. So I think there are two two specific uh, kind of anecdotes that they give in the book. One is uh, like, don't play hard to get, be hard to get, meaning like you're not pretending that you are a hard to get person. Like you actually are hard to get because you have so much going on in your own life as a single Mm. person that for someone to stop you from, you know, if you've got tango class on Wednesday and then you're, you make dinner at home (laughs) on Thursday and then like, you know, you have a full life. You're not waiting on a man. And so one of, one of the things that they, um, like the, one of the big things of the rules is like how close to a date 
do you accept a date? So it's like, I think, it, I think they say mm-hmm. like, if someone asks you out after Wednesday for that weekend, you say that you have plans. Oh, I remember this. You say mm, that you yes. have plans. Um, yeah. And then very important, you don't follow that up with, oh, I have plans, but how's, you know, like, no, you just say Mm -hmm. you have plans because what that does is it, it trains essentially the person to realize, okay, if I want to get on their calendar, I need to be Mm -hmm. proactive. I need to come with it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I see Mm -hmm. people Friday at five o'clock, they're texting a girl saying like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Now, Mm-hmm. And, and that goes mm-hmm. back to this, like, don't play hard to get, be hard to get. You should already have plans. Like plan your, don't keep your weekend free for someone that hasn't taken the time to plan something for you. So I like mm-hmm. this idea of living your life and having your life and also not breaking, um, not breaking commitments. So like if you have a dinner with a girlfriend on Friday night, the mm. guy that you really want to see asked you on Thursday, what are you doing tomorrow night? Say, I'm so sorry. I planned. And don't say, by the way, oh, I'm having dinner with my girlfriend let, let him think it's a date. Let, mm-hmm. You don't need mm-hmm. to be, you don't mm-hmm. need to reveal, you don't know yeah, that to this person, yeah. but just say, um, I'd love to still be positive. I'd love to, I have plans. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's done. And you're a good friend. You show up to the, to the plans that you mm-hmm. already had. Um, mm-hmm. and then if that person is interested in you, then they will follow up and suggest a new time. If they're not interested in you and you're just the sixth text they've sent that day to see whoever's free, <laughs> then they won't follow up. But then that's good. Cause like you've weeded out. Yeah. The, now the other thing I'll say about the rules is I dated in a time before these apps like mm-hmm. I, I met my mm-hmm. husband, you know, like in out, out and about in the world. I have never been on dating apps. So I don't, maybe when you say that you're busy, the person, even if they do like you, they just like move on to the next person. I don't know. It seems like mm-hmm. it's like brutal out there in terms yes. of like dating apps. But I, I think that, well, yes, there are lots of things about the rules that are antiquated and also kind of enforce the patriarchy as we were talking about before. I think the general reason why I feel it is still applicable is this idea that you live a beautiful full life and then you make someone basically fight for a spot in your life versus kind of waiting around for the person to come to you. Mm, Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have Mm -hmm. to make room for the person to come in. I like that a lot. Yeah. 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 And protect your power. Don't give it all up. <laughs> Don't give away mm-hmm. your yes. power completely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I think mm-hmm. in an effort to be like nice and stuff, I think people like mm. over explain things sometimes. Like they'll yes. be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I missed your call. I was at my sister's, uh, you know, baby shot. It's like, yeah, it's not <laughs> necessary. Yeah. It's not necessary. Yeah. Leave some mystery, you know, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so, on to Naked Beauty, really quick. I, we know that we're one minute over. No, no, that's okay. I just sent a message to okay. my husband. Okay, great. Because we want to get to the Naked Beauty part of it. Um, your interview style is amazing. You interview somebody every single week, dolo, by yourself. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we know that your podcast was birthed out of Into the Gloss, Emily Weiss's beauty blog website resource center. And you recently had an episode sponsored by Glossier and in partnership with Glossier. So was this a very like full circle moment for you? Was this on your vision board? (laughs) And what other full circle moments are you hoping for on Naked Beauty? Well, it's so interesting because yes, my my podcast was inspired by Into the Gloss um, 
because Into the Gloss was kind of the first of its kind in terms of beauty blogs, where it was like these in-depth interviews with interesting, really interesting people about their approach to beauty. And I was like, I would love to listen to something like this. And I would like, I want these like long form interviews. Um, I also love mm -hmm. how Emily has taken Into the Gloss and then turned it into Glossier, this entire, you know, this incredible brand. I would love to do that with Naked Beauty, right? So it's like you have the editorial arm, but mm. then what does it look like for there to be Naked Beauty product, which is something that I'm working on now and building up my brand identity and, and um, kind of how products could show up. This partnership mm -hmm. with Glossier was such an, it was so amazing how it came together. I started working with um, a producer uh, early this year. Uh, her name is B.A. Kasanga. She's very smart, very interesting. And we talked about some of the things that we wanted to do where I was basically saying, okay, I really want to take Naked Beauty to the next level. And one of the ways that I want to do that is by doing multi-person interviews, meaning we speak to multiple people on the same topic. So we speak to four different mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. about sustainability in their beauty routines. We speak to four different people about sobriety. We speak to four different people or three different people. And I said, I really want to do an episode with women who are athletes. Like, I just feel like we don't yeah. hear from athletes about their beauty routine. It's like this. Yeah. And, and you know, I feel like the mm. beauty industry always talks about how diverse and inclusive and it's like inclusive. Yeah. Okay. But then like, what are, and, and I'm part of that too. Right. So if I'm only interview, if I'm not interviewing athletes then I'm also not being inclusive. <laughs> and I just think that athletes are just like, do you guys play sports? No, no. <laughs> love watching it. Though. Yeah. Right. Like when you watch the Olympics and like, uh, like any, honestly, any sport hurdles, pole vault, I just like watch these women in awe, like, oh my gosh, like they're modern day, mm -hmm. like superheroes. So, um, I, we talked about that and how interesting that would be for an episode. And then, mm -hmm. you know, this opportunity came up with Glossier where they <laughs> sponsored the WNBA and they work with these WNBA players on their new campaign. And I like to be very intentional about how I partner with brands and be very thoughtful about it. You all know as podcasters, the num what's the most important thing to us? It's trust with our audience like that. There's mm -hmm. nothing mm -hmm. worth breaking that because once you lose your audience's trust, yep. that's like yeah. for a podcaster, I feel like that's everything. So mm -hmm. I like to be very yeah. intentional about my my sponsorships, and um, I say no to a lot. But when mm -hmm. this opportunity came up with Glossier to interview WNBA players, and it wasn't like, oh, you've got to talk about the foundation, and um, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, it's just like, let's give them a platform, have them share their beauty stories, because they ne these basketball players never get to talk about beauty. Like they just don't get asked about That's it. Crazy, don't get asked. isn't that crazy? Yeah, I was thinking crazy. That. <laughs> The TikTok of the WNBA shows how glam, glam. these girls really Beauty are. Girls. These are glam ladies. Mm -hmm. And 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 by so the, the way, fact that they don't get interviews. They that. know all the best protective styles. Like they like right. They know the mm -hmm. mascara that's not going to run. And right. they talked about how much yeah. they love beauty. Yeah. And mm -hmm. brands aren't sending them things. I'm like, mm -hmm. brands, mm -hmm. get on it. These are incredible mm -hmm. women that love your products. Like. They they should they should be paying for nothing when it comes to beauty. Nothing. They should get everything yep. sent to them, and they're not. Mm -hmm. So, yep. um, mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was really really cool um, to be able to help to tell that story in partnership with Glossier. I, th I think that's that's mm -hmm. why I do Naked Beauty. I'm like trying to mm -hmm. expose people to and tell interesting beauty stories, and that's kind of what drives me and keeps me mm -hmm. going. I am manifesting a Shikari Richardson. Episode oh gosh! On isn't naked she, beauty. Oh my gosh! Isn't because she amazing? <laughs> if you want to talk about somebody who's making statements yes. with the way they look, yes, it's and and track has been like that. Always. It's been like that since always, mm -hmm. especially uh, women's track. 
And I think having that kind of expression, women have it. I don't know if men, it's as common with men. Um, cause I feel like you could definitely be open to that too, mm-hmm. doing like football players who are, wear fancy outfits and the whole thing. Um, and I'm sure the skincare lines are coming from the right. athletes. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm sure. And they, and they should because men, yeah. somehow men like need to see other men participating in skincare to like understand yes. it's for them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you and Shikari, I think that would be an amazing, amazing Yes. Interview. I think she's amazing. Yeah. I have a question about hair. As mm. black women, black millennial women, we all have have or had complicated relationships with I with our hair. Um I know you recently had a haircut um and have mm. been trying some new things with your hair. Um was this something related to leaving your nine to five. I know you've, do- you've dove in straight into full-time content creation. Was that kind of like a connection to wanting to do something different with your hair and have a transformation? Mm. Um, wh- where's your relationship with your hair? How do we as women kind of maintain this love hate relationship with our hair as black women <laughs> and make it more steeped in love, less hate? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I love changing my hair. I feel like I always have, like, it's been just kind of this like lifelong thing throughout throughout my different jobs throughout I mean even since like high school and college like I, there's just something about changing it up and you know some people have are like classic about it like they always do the same style like that's like their signature style their signature look mm-hmm. I have always been like okay if I'm doing box braids back to back can we do like highlights this time can we do red this time can we so I've always loved changing up my hair this most recent style I have I've been really, really focused on protective styles that are actually protective. Cause I've realized that like mm-hmm. a sew-in with leave out while it looks great, it's just not protective, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it's so hard that leave out is out and it's so hard to resist the urge to, you know, like just, just like one little pass of the flat iron, you know, you're just yeah. like, Oh, I just, it's like, it's right there. It's like yeah. two seconds. Just, one like, more flat. time. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's just not good. So this new style I have, I have to um, take off my headphones. Can you all still hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is like my new innovation. And this is like old, old, yeah. old school. Like I, I, I can't take credit for inventing this, but I have micro braids, like these tiny micro braids mm-hmm. on top, mm-hmm. but then a mm-hmm. sew in in the back. In the back. Yeah. Hmm. So it basically looks like I have micro braids all over my hair, yeah. but it's actually a mm-hmm. sew in in the back. Mm hmm. Interesting. And your leave out is the micro braids. My leave out is the micro braids. So I got enough micro braids that they, it could cover the tracks. Yeah. Oh, I get okay. it. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it's so. truly protective. Yeah. 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 And I wish I had the patience to sit for micros all over my whole head, but. Oh, God. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely not. I don't have that. It looks yeah. beautiful, though. Yeah. It does look great. Thank you. Thank What's you. the maintenance on it? I mean, there's no real, real maintenance. Um, you just wrap it up at night and wake yeah. up in the morning. And if fresh. I want yeah, if I mm-hmm. want to curl, I have these heatless hair rollers that I actually yeah. made. Um, oh, yeah. 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 I'm like, I still need to get those to market. But I basically, I'll just wrap them up with my yeah. curlers and like with mousse. And then uh-huh. it creates like beautiful curl. That's what I'm going to do tonight for uh-huh. Renaissance. Um, you know, this is, oh, this is okay. human hair, but you know, I just wash my, you know, I, I, it's, it's been easy. 
I even have some like updates to the style I'm going to do the next time I do it where I'm going to change the braiding pattern a little bit. But yeah, it's like, I, okay. I, I love the experimentation. And then for me cutting my hair, one, and actually I should have, I so should have posted pictures. Cause when I did my TW, like when I washed it from the silk press mm-hmm. and it was like short and curly, I was like, oh my gosh, like I really, when I first had my TWA, when I like was transitioning, I didn't appreciate mm-hmm. it, but there's mm. something about like, a TWA that just hits like a small mm-hmm. wash and go mm-hmm. with like good makeup. That's just so chic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I was growing out my hair for what, like I literally would, <laughs> I had my hair got to like right by my, where my shoulder is flat ironed. And I would just put it up into a bun, like literally three days after my silk press, it was just in a bun every day, like a low bun with the middle part. I'm like, is this why you were, you're growing mm-hmm. out your hair to wear well, this yeah. exciting hairstyle <laughs> of a low bun? Like just cut it, like do something, you know? So then when I cut it, I was like, Oh, it's like a, it's like a moment. It's like a little bit of a, more of a moment, you know, to have yeah. like a short cut. It's a statement. Yeah. I see. It's a statement. Okay. Like, I just feel like, especially like as we're in our thirties, it's interesting to, like, I don't know. I guess I'm just like, why was I growing my hair? Like for what, mm-hmm. for what style am I growing mm-hmm. my hair for? Like, I love mm-hmm. your hair, um, Justine and Natasha. I can't really see mm-hmm. your hair. It looks like more of a, a, a beautiful a box braid situation. Mm-hmm. We love, we love braids, but I like a style. Like I never admire someone's hair because it's long in, you know, day to day. I yeah, admire someone's right. hair because it's healthy. It's in a cool style. I'm not just like, Oh, look at that long mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I feel like I have yep. zero objective for my hair right now. I feel the same. Like I'm growing it out for what purpose for what? again, Natasha? Yes. Like what are we doing here? So yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good question to ask yourself. Yes. Too. I just, you know, I asked myself and I'm growing it out. It's my connection to anti-patriarchy. I would say mm, wait, every say time I wash my that. hair and do my hair, every time I wash my hair and every time I do my hair, which is quite often because I go to hot yoga four to six days a week. Good for you. Thank you. I um, am connecting with the girl in 2010 who was told that if she didn't have relaxed hair, she wouldn't get a job. Mm. And I'm healing that girl. Mm, that's deep. Was not, it's not that long ago. Like, it, you know, it really wasn't. And not only was I in that community, but I was, it, it was the nature of like just getting a job in New York. It was like, you cannot have natural hair. There's no way. Mm. And I had no idea what my hair looked like. Wow. And so every time, every single time I wash my hair, I'm connecting with that girl who yes. wanted long hair so bad. Yeah. And now I have it. Like when I do a silk burst, it's like mid back now. Wow. Like, and taking care of my hair and being able to do it myself and not go to somebody else every six weeks who didn't know what they were doing That's either, major. really, That's major. is huge. And it's That's a huge. really big, like, self-help thing for me. So that's that's what I feel about my, my long hair. That's, um, I love to hear that, like, not being reliant on other people is such a mm-hmm, big mm-hmm. thing. I've gotten so lazy and busy, <laughs> a combo of lazy and busy. <laughs> That yeah, when I yeah. do have my, and I do give myself a break between doing braids, I just reach this point where it's like, okay, my son's in bed, we've cooked dinner, we've cleaned up, I've jumped back on emails. And I'm like, the, literally the last thing I want to do is like, think about my hair, <laughs> hair. right now. So mm-hmm. we're, we're just going yeah. back into it. Next week, I'm booking another braid appointment. And we're going back into a protective style. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I miss being able 
to do my own hair too. Real struggle, right? Like oh, it is. It is part in the front that's to look girls, like the back. Yeah. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, you've yep. seen them out in the wild. Like you see those people that <laughs> yes. all have the same. Yep. And I feel like um, I always call her Natural Eighty Five, which is like crazy. Like, mm. I know. That's oh my god. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> the hair is so perfect, but it's not. It's not the the texture or the. Le- I mean, all of that's beautiful. The length of texture, but it's like the fact that you have the same curl pattern. All over, all over. Is yeah. The biggest <laughs> at least what it looks like, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody has different. My, I say like, oh, I'm three C four A. My hairdresser's like, no, you're three B to four C, girl. Right. Like you got it all, all ranging all over your mm-hmm. head. <laughs> like, no. know. Know. you know. So for her to be able to get it to look like it's all so defined and beautiful, that takes so much work. Yeah, I can point out my my limp my limp girls, my girls who are not teammates. <laughs> I can point them out right now. <laughs> I know exactly where they are. Right, right. And I, I, I can't see it, right? Like from an outsider looking in. Mm-hmm. Right. Can't right. See it. You know your head. Yeah. Your only yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So last question about Naked Beauty. Your community is so similar to ours in that it's a real sacred space for us. I feel very sacred in the Naked Beauty community. Um, you even have guest editors come on your feed on weekends to get their tips. So did your work at Instagram help you to create such a trusting community online? Ooh. Or do you think it's the nature of beauty itself? You know, I'm going to give myself a little credit here. And say oh, that's that right. My, <laughs> my, my ability to understand... Um, how to foster community allowed me to be really good at my job at Instagram. Um, mm, mm-hmm. I, I've always been like a person on the internet, as they say, meaning like I had a you know mm-hmm. blog in the blogspot days, and I've always been someone that's been very. A lot of people like hate the internet, like hate social media. I'm like, why does everyone share everything? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, just let people that like the internet have fun and connect. Like, it may not be for you. <laughs> right. People like to be very mm-hmm. like, oh, like TikTok. So dumb or like oh people waste their time on Instagram and it's like that's your relationship with social media um, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. happen to feel very warm and positive feelings towards the communities that I've been able to foster and the people I've been able to connect with online mm-hmm. and I always wanted Naked Beauty to feel like this kind of like judgment free community mm-hmm. where we could talk and share beauty experiences and part of that was um that it's not just me all the time, like me talking at my mm. audience. Um, mm-hmm. And when I first introduced the Naked Beauty Editor program, it was basically asking smaller creators to come on and introduce themselves to my audience. Um, but as it progressed, I actually thought I should pay these people the same way a magazine would pay someone to be a guest editor mm. and write a column. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to be in mm-hmm. a financial position to do that, um, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so now I pay my editors, which makes me feel really good to be wow. able to pay these mm-hmm. small um, micro-creators, but then also to give them a platform to grow their audience. But it's also great for me, right? right. Because it means mm-hmm. that right. I'm having more voices on the platform, and um, people know me. They know my skin type. They know what I like. They know what I don't like. But, like, let's hear from other people. And I think that's actually a mm-hmm. tip that I wish more creators would lean into. Like, give your mm-hmm. platform up. Like, invite other people on, invite them to share their mm-hmm. stories. Um, and you can do it unpaid first. And um, even with like two black girls, one rose, like it'd be so cool if you had other people like review show, you know, just like a guest, like have mm-hmm. someone go on live one night and do like a recap of something. And they could be like your guest editor for the month mm. doing like live recaps of some show that you aren't, aren't watching, but maybe like your audience. Mm. Is, like, I feel like mm-hmm. there's a yeah. lot of 
Now it takes work and coordination, and I've had to build my team over time to be able to facilitate something like that. But I'm just like very excited about it. Now my work at Instagram did teach me. I, I did video products there. I will give this advice for, for mm-hmm. you all and for everyone listening. Um, I, I was brought on to help launch IGTV. IGTV, rest in peace. Um, my first project. First oh project, yeah. I know. But that then turned into Reels. And I saw in the four mm-hmm, and a half mm-hmm. years I worked there how much video became so much more yeah. important for content strategy. And I would really just encourage everyone to lean on video and speaking to camera and showing your personality as much as possible. All of the content creators mm-hmm. that we love and we care for, we see them speaking. We know their thoughts. We know who they mm-hmm. are. The girlies taking the beautiful pictures on the yacht and the whatever. Like that, that's cool. <laughs> like it could be on Pinterest though. You know, it's like we don't know. Yeah. Are, yeah. Like, thinking. I don't mm-hmm. feel any yeah. connection to those, you know, types of creators. I think it's inspiring and aesthetic and that's all great, but I I think that there's something so special happening around people that have a voice and a point of view and are able to communicate that via video. Video is key, and I think video is key for learning. I think that's my favorite part about the internet is how much I learn on the internet. It's so nice. Yeah, are you, and are you I do on have university like I am? Of course, of <laughs> okay. course. So many recipes, so many things. And I also have a like, beauty pen pal that lives fully in New Jersey. <laughs> we exchange voice notes all the time about oh, stuff. I ask her questions, advice, and she asks me questions. We've been on live before. I've never met her before. And I think <laughs> so cool. the beauty community lends itself to that very very naturally oh, because it is so naturally absolutely. inclusive, right? You know what mm. someone asked me? They, were, they, asked yeah. me, they, said, are, they said all of the beauty founders, like, do they actually all get along or is it like, you know, because I think the fashion industry and I've worked in fashion is very catty and yeah. I truly mm-hmm. yeah. have only felt like sisterhood and camaraderie with like basically every beauty editor, every beauty yep. founder, like everyone's just like yep. cool, you know, like everyone's yep. doing amazing mm-hmm. things. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think about um, uh, what Tommy's doing with the Black Beauty Club. Like, there, there's so mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just like rooting for each other. I don't know. I don't know how to. Everybody, it. yes, like, yes. Like we all just. I don't know. I don't feel like there are other communities like that. Especially, I should say specifically, no. Black women, women of color in the beauty space, like a yeah. real tight knit camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. I think we all want us to feel our best. That's the whole point of beauty: is to like make you feel your best. And so it's naturally, it, it lends itself to being uh, an amazingly friendly mm. and inclusive community, yes. um, which we love. Um, what is your favorite tip that you've learned from the Naked Beauty community? Do you have a favorite tip that someone's given you? Oh, gosh. You know, I think when I think about tips, I think about all of the things that people do for their beauty routine that I have struggled to do and I just can't do. So one of them is like sleeping on your back. Like, and this has been proven that sleeping on your back. Whoa. You know what? I've tried. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't. Uh, Wait, what's the benefit? You spend. So you think about how much time you spend sleeping, right? Yeah. If you're, Mm -hmm. and also most of us, very few of us are sleeping on 100% silk. Um, sheets, but um, mm-hmm. you're basically pressing your face into the sheets. The cotton from the sheets is like basically taking away moisture from your face, but essentially you're like, by sleeping on your back, you like let your face like, okay. rest at night and you're not like, you know, like smashing it into the sheets. Other people that 
are able to not take hot showers. Like hot water is not oh. great for our skin, right? Like I know exactly. I can't do it. I, can't <laughs> I did not know it. that. I, I take it. the hottest of showers. <laughs> okay, burning. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I literally take like scalding hot showers, and then I'm like, yeah. and I'm like why mm-hmm. is my skin so dry? And it's like, well, maybe you know, like, <laughs> yeah, boil well. it and like ah, literally. Like, okay. <laughs> so that's an, so it's like I think about those things that like I know I should be doing, but they're like so hard to do, and mm-hmm. I'm just in awe of people that are able to make those sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Kudos to you guys. Cause I could not, <laughs> I have full eczema all over and I still, I can't, <laughs> I have to have a very hot shower. Yeah. Um, when do you feel the most beautiful Brooke? Oh, We're going to end on your yes. question. Uh, I'd say lately. It's just like when my son smiles at me, We've, we've, we spent a lot of time yesterday. We've been decorating crowns for his birthday. Um, oh, nice. And we just look for having like a cute little like arts and crafts moment. And I think I said something that probably wasn't even funny. And he like just like giggled and he looked at me and he was like, you're so funny, mommy. Like, I was just like, oh my That's God. That's so cute. <laughs> you know, like to see yourself in your child's eyes and to see the way that they like look at you or appreciate you or when you say, you know, make a funny noise or say something funny and like it to them, it, they really feel it. You're like, wow, I really feel beautiful in this moment. So that would be my answer mm. for lately. Oh, that's so yes. nice. Thanks for leaving us on that sweet little moment. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Brooke, this was so fun. Thank you so much for coming so on. Fun. You dropped so many little yes, gems. We had you. such a fun convo. Um, please come back. And before you go, please tell everyone where they can find you and what do you have coming down the line? Yes. So Naked Beauty, wherever you listen to podcasts, new episodes every Monday. And now I'm also starting to release like little bonus episodes. Look out for those. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely Mm -hmm. subscribe to Naked Beauty. And then the Instagram community is Naked Beauty Planet, where we just have a lot of fun and talk all things beauty all the time. And then my personal account is at Brooke DeVard. And yeah, I'm on Instagram and threads. We love threads. Threads is really fun. And I'm not on Mm -hmm. Twitter or X. Gosh, X. X. Not on X. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. I know. I know. So, yeah, Brooke, Brooke DeVard on all platforms. Oh, and new to new to the lineup, Naked Beauty is on um, YouTube. You can now watch videos of Yay! the podcast as well. Nice. Um, so definitely look out for that. Love it. Thank you so much, Brooke. This Amazing. was fun. Everybody Thank go you, Brooke. support. Find Naked Beauty everywhere. Um, and mm-hmm. hope to see you again soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.